Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gina's Groove Theory. The topic tonight is biracial dating. Is it a preference, punishment, or a business deal? In today's society, focuses on race issues. The conflict of black and Caucasian men and women having, having been in relationships appear to upset certain individuals of both races. After speaking to family members who are currently in biracial relationships, I've come to ask the question, why? Why do they choose to date out of their respective race? And how has it affected their lives? Commercials that signify the dual interactions of both ethnicities are becoming more frequent as racial tensions grow in our communities, with police and black folks mostly, mostly dead circumstances. How do we come to a place where we can live, love, and accept one's one's choices, affected choices, to be with who they love? Why is there anger, criticism, and judgment if God created us equal? Love cures all hate. Welcome. I'd like to welcome everybody for coming in and sitting in in the show. Uh, I'd like to welcome my my guest, Edward. Edward is a Caucasian man. Uh, As he declared, he is 100% Caucasian. Uh, And uh, he's sitting in with me. You can pick up. He's sitting in with me, and, uh, you know, we are here in Victorville, and Edward lives up in his area. He came down to be able to come into um, the studio with me and to uh, let me ask him some questions because he has uh, he has a lot to say. Hello, Edward. Go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. Yes, I'm, uh, like Gina says, I am... Uh, about as, uh, uh, well, I'm Polish and I'm 100%. Both my mom and dad were. And, uh, but I was raised, you know, in the South. And, well, I was born in New Jersey, but uh, moved down South. So I, I, you know, I think a lot of this has to depend on what you're exposed to and where you were raised. And uh, maybe if I would have stayed somewhere in the South, well, in, this, in my case, it was Florida, but I mean, I went to school in Georgia too. And, you know, the, stig- the stigmatism of it all was uh, it's pretty much ingrained there. But I, you know, since I moved out to California, I've been exposed to a lot of different uh, well ways of living. Basically, uh, I, I can't say anything wrong with uh, people. Uh, basically, you know, dating whoever they want as far as, you know, her topic tonight is about dating. I mean, uh, I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it at all. And because uh, I kind of believe in reincarnation anyway. So I mean, what if I came back, you know, like as a, uh African-American person? And I don't know. I, I just hope, wish that people would just kind of open up their minds and open up everything, you know, and just let, because, you know, like, I don't know, if, if you, like the people in, like, India, places like that, they don't, they don't worry about uh, things like this. So that's kind of part of what I believe in now. And I just, you know, the more older I get, the more I'm exposed to more opening up my mind and, uh, you know, basically learning about different ways that people live in other parts of the world. 
And uh, it's all about uh, expanding your your uh, uh, your search for, and, and it's just luck too. Sometimes I mean, you just never know. It could be, you could just. But it, you know, with the internet now, I mean, there's so many. It's, everything is so. I think that's changed people's uh, cultures and lives huge, hugely. And that's that's only been around for ten years. Like, 15 years, and it's still a short time. And, and but I think with the internet and uh, you know just the uh, the huge explosion of uh, information that can be uh, expanded all over the world, it, it's going to make a huge difference. Yes. Um, speaking on that, uh, I have uh, I'm going to ask uh, you questions I already told you. And, um, you know, be as honest because you're a very honest person. Um, have you ever dated out of your race? Have you ever dated a, a black woman? Um, well, I've worked with a, few, a lot of them. You know, that was where I had the most uh, exposure to uh, African-American women and men, too, was in my job because, I mean, I spent a lot of time at my job. I uh, worked at a factory where there were a lot of them. A lot of African American women, and all you know, people from all over, uh, you know, Filipinos, uh, Spanish, uh, all kinds of races. And um, have you ever dated one? Just a few. Uh, just I mean, shortly. Sure. Yeah, because it was just something I, I don't think. You know, I mean, I felt good about it. It's the same old stigma that's around, you know. I mean, you just don't want to be serious with like someone because it's always because what your your sisters and your parents you know, think about you. Well, well, you being brought up in the South, uh, was there racial uh, desegregation when you grew up? Were you tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up and well, yeah, I went to high school at a completely uh, segregated. It was 1963, so I'm like I'm 70 years old. So I think that was one of the last years that uh, that segregation was still there. And I mean, all, all I know is that there was no there were no African American people in my high school at all. It was they all had their own community a couple miles away, and uh, so, but. A couple of years after, a couple of years after that, I moved out. And I moved to California, and it was. But yeah, basically that was my youth. I mean, I played sports, and we were all a white, you know, team and all that. But I mean, I know the, the African American guys would use our our football stadium, and I used to go to a lot of their games. And it was just that was the way it was. That's just the way it was where I lived in a place called Melbourne, Florida, Brevard County. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it did affect definitely my uh, life as a high school child. I mean, it does, it's just the way it was. And, you know, you never even saw people on the, you never even saw African Americans on the beach. Wow. I don't know where they were. I don't know what they did. I don't know where they were. But there was a lot of them around. But they just, they just stayed in their own little place. And when I left, I don't know. Maybe you know. I'm sure it's loosening up now, but that's just the way it was. So I mean, it was just a really bizarre, really bizarre scene. Uh, but 
you know, when you're when you're 17 years old, all you think about is just uh, you know going to school and going you know going with the program. But that's just the way it was. Did did um, your parents ever uh, express to you that they were against uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, you dating out of your race? You know, my parents, my, my dad was he was just real liberal in a way. I mean, he he, he never said not much. You know, he he just never. Uh, he never really had an opinion. I mean, you know, I know that you know he was raised Catholic, and he, he, he I was raised Catholic, but uh, he didn't like the Catholic. He, he, he didn't. I mean, the only reason I went to the Catholics, uh, uh, to like whatever you know, the um, church was because I used to go with my sisters, and they they uh, they liked to go, and it was a social thing. Oh. And. Uh, no, my dad, he was just really liberal. I don't open. He never, he never said nothing about Arlene. He, he, he didn't have any opinion on it. Oh, well, did any of your friends ever discuss dating out of your race, or were you not, not, not there in Florida? No, it was just everybody just dated white, you know, girls. That was it because that's what was there, and you never saw that anywhere. I never even saw any black people down here in Florida. I never um, even saw them. I don't know where they were. Really, I don't know. I mean, it just—it was weird. They all just stayed in their own community over there, and I guess it was—I guess it was like that for for, for hundred, you know, hundreds of years. And uh, they, they just never intermingled with anybody, uh, anybody else. They—I don't know what the deal was, but I'm sure it's different now. It was just, it was just very unique the way I was, I was raised. It was just really bizarre. You mentioned. The first interaction, I don't know if this was your first interaction with a black person, but you, we spoke a little bit before we came on, and you said that you had an interaction with a black person, uh, a black male. And was that a good or a bad Oh, well, the only interaction I had one time was when I was a child, a young child. Uh, I wanted to ride around on this tractor with this uh, guy who was mowing the, the lawn of a uh, park. And... Uh, I jumped up there because I used to do that with my, my uncle. I never even thought anything about it. But then uh, just all of a sudden, this I think he was a little older than me, this uh, African-American kid came over. And, and I guess he, I don't know, he saw me up there, and he, he didn't want me up there. He wanted to do it, you know. So he, so I go, well, whatever. And I got down, and he just like, out of nowhere, he just swung at me and he Wow. I don't know. I mean, see, people like that, they, folks, they, they live in projects and things like that. They live in a whole different uh, lifestyle. I mean, I don't know. I just was never brought up to be violent to hit anybody. And uh, it was really strange. But, you know, I mean, growing up, you experience all kinds of things. And that was the first experience I ever had with with a, a black child, you know, and uh, it was it was pretty. Uh, it was just odd. I mean, not I mean, odd, but it was just violent. You know? and that's, that's when I picked up that most of African American people are just—I don't know—that they're just different. I mean, they're not different, but I mean, they're raised in a different environment. Is what I mean. It's all about the environment. I'm not saying they're violent. But what I'm saying is they're raised. I mean, who knows how that kid was raised? Maybe he had to fight for his. Uh, uh, everything he wanted. 
and, wow. and that's the way he expressed himself, and that was it. That's how I grew you know, I was my friends and I. We, we didn't uh, we we didn't play like that, or we didn't have to like live in. A, I don't know. We were just. I was always raised in open areas, like country. You know, I'm sure city is a different story for a younger child. I mean, you know, they have to fight with others, uh, other friends, gang, stuff like that. It's just all about the environment. Did did that? Experience uh, make you draw a conclusion about black people? Did did that kind of did as a child? You know, it was an impressionable thing. Uh, you know, I was ever since then, or whenever you know, I was always watching. You know, I, you got to be careful what you, what you say or do to some folks. You know, because I, I was just lived in ideal situations where I never had to deal with with that kind of violence, but. It did. It, it opened my eyes up, and, uh, and it just made me uh, kind of watch my pieces too when you're around other uh, people, you know. But it was a good experience. Well, I'm not saying it was bad because he did hit me pretty hard, and I just I wasn't even ready for it. Was kind of like a, uh, just a cold cock thing, and uh, that was it. Well, we do have callers out there. Um, our callers out there, I do see some that I know. Um, I'd like to welcome you guys for joining the show tonight. Tonight, we do have an in-house guest. His name is Edward, and he is 100% Polish Caucasian. And uh, he decided to come in and sit in and uh, answer my questions, and that's a beautiful thing. So if anybody's out there that want to speak, you can be feel free, but I'm going to go ahead and ask him what my main question uh, is for the night is uh, your experience, you, you dated a few black women. Yes. Okay. And those black women, what was your experience with them? <laughs> well, when I was uh, younger, I happened to meet a, a beautiful black woman, uh, Actually, I met her kind of by accident. I wasn't really looking for anything like that, but I kept her number because she was absolutely gorgeous, uh, gorgeous, uh, you know, body and uh, young and beautiful. And I did go over, you know, we dated. We never even went anywhere. I just went over to her place, and it was <laughs> it was absolutely, you know, it was uh, quite an experience and. Uh, so you could say that, is there any, you know, a lot of people say, uh, when people are talking about uh, biracial dating, you know, we have a lot of people who approve, approve and disapprove. I find that a lot of black women, they disapprove of black men dating white women, which I really don't know, because honestly, I used to be, and everybody that knows me, I used to be, let's say, quote-unquote, prejudiced against dating black men. And uh, I, I wouldn't date black men. And I only dated white men. And um, that was my choice, even though I had children with black men. But when I grew up, when I got to my 26 or so, and I got divorced, I only dated white men. And that was because, uh, honestly, my brothers that I did date, they didn't meet the uh, standards that I had, and those standards were, you know, just being uh, knowing how to open doors, 
knowing how to treat you like a lady. The ones that, I, let's say, not all black men, but the ones I dated uh, before them, prior to that, they weren't very attentive to me. And I do find that, and me and my friends, we laugh about it all the time when we go out. You know, I attract more uh, white men or men of other races than I do black men. Now, I don't know what that is. I've been able to associate it with weight gain and weight loss. When I'm, let's say, more skinnier, I get white men. (laughs) When I'm more thicker, black men are more, you know, uh, more, uh, let's say, uh, they they approach me more. So with that, uh, afterwards, I figure... When I, I now I just date a man because I want love. I don't date a man because of his race or what he has or what he looks like. I date them because of how they treat me. And so I know I was wrong in that in thinking that way. So now when I hear then that I have biracial nieces and nephews and I have Caucasian family, it's like my whole perception is is changed. Can you say? Edward, can you say that the comparison that people use, they say about the difference between a white woman and a black woman. Do you see any differences in the the black woman you date against the white woman you've dated? Uh, I just look at you know, people as, as people. Um it all depends. I think it's just where you're, uh, where you're raised, how you're raised, what you've been exposed to as far as philosophy. <laughs> it's completely, it's completely what you've been exposed to in the realm of how people should live their lives. It has nothing to do with color. Sure it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> You're exactly right. It doesn't have any any uh, volume. It just depends it. on what you are lucky enough to be exposed to. If you, it can affect your whole life, and it has nothing to do with black, white, hello. Uh, uh, you know, even uh, cleanliness or whatever. Uh, well, um, I also asked you earlier, and I'm going to ask you the question, and uh, I can either at yes or no. Um, I want you to either whichever you choose to say if it's yes or no um, to give me a little bit of detail of why. Would you do you believe that your family, friends, peers would have had a problem? Would they have approved of you dating a black woman back then? Well, it's not my peers. You mean like my, my family is all I, uh, you know, have to kind of uh, uphold to, I guess. Are you saying family? Yeah, family. You go with family. With yeah, family. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, even though I think the way I think, I still, I don't know. It's just like you just have to... Um, I mean, you don't have to, but uh, if you want to, you just want to fit it in with your feelings. So you really think they would have had a problem with it? 
I don't have a problem. What are they going to do? I mean, I'm an adult. But still, I, I just don't want to just do it. I just wouldn't want to do it because I, I don't know. It's just. So you were a little bit, let's say, apprehensive about, you know, being openly dating a boy. Yeah, I mean. But I mean, they didn't have my family spread all over the place. And I, I didn't, you know, it's not like we're always seeing each other. Because my closest family right now is in uh, San Francisco. I live in L.A. My other sister lives in Massachusetts. My other sister lives in uh, Vegas. And, you know, they they all partnered up with, you know. They're all with yeah, people. Yeah, you know, people like, like them. I don't know, maybe, I think Phil was an Italian, I don't know what, oh, uh, well, I mean, there's a stigma, too, about Jews, my sister married a Jew, I mean, that's a big deal, too, for some people, I mean, I don't know, it's just, uh, my other sister married a guy from New York who, you know, it it wasn't, had nothing to do with his race, but he ended up being the kind of guy where he just never, you know, they never had anything, he couldn't save money, couldn't buy out. I was raised with my parents, my mom and dad. I, I just told about it. They had, a, they had a stable house all the time. They always had money. Not a lot of money, but I just I lived safely in a place where I was always knew that I, you know, we always had a roof over our head and things like that. Well, she married a guy who was, he was just a crazy, uh, you know, he was not crazy with money. They could, they could never had a house. I mean, I was raised where we always owned our house. I don't know. That was just the way it was, and that's the way I was raised. You know, I lived in the country. We always had a our house, and my dad had a job, and my mom just stayed at home. She never worked. My dad went out and made some money as an insurance guy, and that was just the way I was raised. Well, I see we do have some callers out here. We're coming down to the end. Of, well, we're coming down to seven minutes. Uh, I'm going to open it up in that and see if anybody wants to say hello. Speak up. Uh, you guys are all unmuted. If you feel free, you want to speak right now. I see my brothers out there as well. Um, we are coming close to, uh, you know, I met Edward, uh, let's say about maybe, what, two months ago? Yeah. Maybe two months ago. And uh, he lives up in the Hesperia. And uh, he was very uh, intrigued about me doing the show. And also, too, uh, about making some monies. And, and uh, well, I'll probably be bringing him in to do a show about what he's really here for. He just, I like to thank Edward for coming in and sitting in and taking these questions. I hope you, I hope you, made, I hope I made you feel comfortable um, since this is your first time here. Um, I like the way, uh, you know, you, you think. And, and I guess, being that you were brought up in a, uh, in the times when you know black people stayed where they were and white people stayed where they were, that you still are open to be uh, just free. And uh, I really, I, I believe that uh, if there's anything that we can do uh, towards uh, getting some resolution to ending all this uh, hate and discontent and uh, bad feelings amongst each other, uh, I brought this subject up because I really care. Uh, I have biracial family, as I've said before. I have Caucasian family. And my problem would be that if, in fact, one of them were involved with someone 
uh, child or another person or friend, and they ran across their family and they didn't like, you know, uh, black uh, people, or would something be, you know, could become of it? I did a little bit of research on the Larry Bird uh, situation in Texas. I don't know if you heard about it, where he was drugged. One of the three guys that drugged him was a friend. He knew the kid. So he was caught up in something that he didn't even know. So when they pulled over and offered him a ride, he's thinking that the kid he knew was it was okay, three white guys. And he's thinking, okay, it's okay. Um, those kind of things that happen. Uh, and so so with that movie that they, they did about the little black girl who got raped at Time to Kill, um, those kind of things worry me today. Because there's so much hate, not just hate against black and white, but there's there's so much hate growing against Muslims. Uh, you know, people are so uh, not open to be, uh, you know, friendly with people. Uh, they fear people. And, and also, too, I've heard a lot of stories from a lot of friends who said they've had bad run-ins with black folks, and and that bothers me too. What I do hope to come from this is that we learn how to work together, just as though that you're here with me, Edward, and we're going to be trying to work on um, the transmitters and things like that, uh, on trying to get people to be able to, to have better uh, exposure when it comes to their small businesses. So I really do uh, applaud you for being here. Uh, I am looking forward to learning what I can be able to bring back to my people, and my people are everybody. <laughs> They're not my race. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm I'm blessed to say that I'm uh, all over. Uh, I'll show you later uh, that I'm in different countries. My listeners, my audience are all over the world. And as far as my social media, uh, it continues to grow. Um, let's say 2013, I was at 295,000 uh, fans on Blog Talk. And from that period to today, I've slowed down doing shows. And, and so I'm really thankful to be back. Uh, I'm very appreciative of all the love that I get. What I want for everybody to do is to lay down that hate. Put down their guard. Learn how to speak to one another just how you spoke to me. You did not know me, but you came up to me and you spoke to me. And coming from the South, as you did, where people were segregated, where, you know, it wasn't something that, it wasn't something your parents told you, but you just kind of knew. I'm not going to go over in that side of town because it's not good. And that's the same thing when it comes to back in uh, back South. I, I've talked to people who, they say there are parts of town that uh, black people can't go in or they'll get, you know, hurt or even worse, killed. Uh, today in 2017, with the current situation with our country and our military over there fighting for us, um, there's a lot of concern that, you know, this hate is just growing. Uh, uh, they have white nationalists. They have... Uh, Black Panther parties and they have all of these people coming together to uh, what they call head off and spearhead a pure race. And just me personally, I believe the human race is the most important. Human race and humanity and love and consideration for one another is what's needed. I want to take this time to 
say to all my fans and friends and my callers and listeners who are out there, as well as you, Edward, to thank you guys uh, for joining us. Uh, having these short shows are really not what I'm used to. I'm used to doing two hours to three hours, but we're going to take it slow. Um, I'd like to thank you for being here. And uh, if there's anybody that you'd like to say hello to or you anything you want to say before we close, because we're down to the last minute, oh, you're good. He's good. Okay, everyone, we're down to our last minutes of the show. I want you guys to carry this with you. Carry it out. Share the love. Uh, when you see a black or white person and you've never really been around them, go ahead and say hello. Everybody's not bad. Not all black people are criminals. Not all white people are prejudiced. Consider that the children are here, and our children need to see love, compassion, and we need to feel uh, more humanity and humility in this country today. That's the only thing that's going to save us, uh, for, people, for people to understand their place in the United States is way far greater than their race. It's about love, admiration, and support. That is it for Gina's Group Theory tonight. I want you guys to go and have a blessed week. Be prosperous. Be abundant in all of the things that you do. Be encouraged and spread that amongst all of your friends, family, peers, coworkers, and your congregations as well. So with that, me and Edward, we're going to go ahead and do a close. Thank you for joining Gina's Group Theory. I welcome you back tomorrow night. The topic I'm still working on, and I'll let you know tomorrow via social media. Much love to you all. This is Gina from The Groove Theory. I love you. Peace out. Jeez.